All Ears at Child's Voice, a podcast discussing all things hearing loss. We aim to connect parents of children with hearing loss with the professionals who serve them. We're your hosts. I'm Tatum Fritz. And I'm Jessica Brock. Today's episode is the last episode of this season. So starting next week, we will be taking the hiatus until February. Listen all the way to the end of this episode to hear what's coming in season two. But this week, we will be talking with Mike and Katie Schroeder about their family and their experience with hearing loss. Mike and Katie, thank you so much for being willing to speak with us today about your experiences. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, happy to be here. Yay, welcome. Um, so Mike and Katie are parents to two wonderful kids. Um, and actually, both Jessica and I have worked with their family through early intervention. I worked with the older child, and Jessica's working with the younger child. So they've been with Child's Voice a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, Katie, do either of you want to tell us just briefly, because we'll get more into it in a minute, but about your family of four and soon to be five. Sure. Yeah. So, yep. Four currently. Um, <laughs> we have two kids right now. Molly is going to be five in December. So I guess what's that? Four and four and three quarters. Um, she has bilateral cochlear implantation. She was born with profound hearing loss. And our son, Bo, just turned two, and actually two days ago, his cochlear implant units were activated. So both of our kids have had cochlear implantation. Both are students at Child's Voice. Yeah, we are um, recording this episode very early because Katie is very pregnant. (laughs) You guys will soon be very outnumbered, so we didn't want to record with three little ones running around, so that's why we're recording now. Um, This is the quietest the house will be in for a very long time. Yes. <laughs> Probably the quietest I've ever heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, do you want to share a little bit with our listeners about your involvement at Child's Voice? Yeah, I guess our involvement started when Molly was in talk class at Child's Voice and we knew at that time we wanted her to move on to the school portion of Child's Voice and we were waiting for that and I decided to get involved with the golf outing at that time, just as a committee member. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was lightly involved and unfortunately <laughs> didn't even get to go to my first golf outing because I had our second child boat early. Oh, I, remember no. that. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so I started off first with the golf outing and then Molly started in with the school, continued with the golf outing as a committee member, moved on to be a co-chair of the parent association and moved on to being a the chair member of the golf outing with my husband, Mike. Mm-hmm. And now I am the PA president as well. Oh my gosh. So your involvement has gone from light to quite heavy. <laughs> yeah, it has. And you know, we're so happy to do so because we're so fortunate that our school district allows our children to go to Child's Voice and they fully support and fund that, mm-hmm. that Mike and I both early on made the decision that if we were able to go to Child's Voice, we wanted to make sure we we're giving back as much as possible. We're fortunate we can go there through our school district, and we're fortunate that everything the school does for us. Yeah. And we like doing it. Yeah. And you guys make it easy for us to want it. And, and we get to meet more families, you know, more families yeah. just like ours. Mm-hmm. So it's always a great opportunity. Oh, I love that. It's awesome. We really appreciate all of what you give back to us. Yeah. 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 Do you guys want to share like a story from the week, a cute one, or? We, I know you asked, like, should it be cute or heart-wrenching? Either one is fine. <laughs> Here's, oh, Bo's the big one because two days ago he got turned on, as we say. Um, so that's been a fun yeah, little that's exciting. Yeah, observation for us. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every day you get, like, a glimpse of what's going on at school or what's being discussed from what Molly brings home. And last night we're playing outside, and she's like, Dad, you have hearing loss? 
Oh, that's I'm like, interesting. I, I'm like, I don't. Do you? And she's like, I do. <laughs> see my, she's like, you can see my implants. And Boda's too, because he has implants too. So that was, I wow. thought, something they're discussing. She's never said that before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then last night we were playing a board game. She's like, Dad, I'm working really hard to go to the mainstream. I got to go to the mainstream, <laughs> oh. Dad. So it, it's coming up in conversation at school. So yeah. with her, I mean, she's only been going full time for, this is her second year there. Yeah. Um, wow. Just to see like the, the personal growth she's had is, is pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool, especially, you know, now with having her little brother being activated and having his external devices on invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks it's really cool. Yeah. You know, you're just like me. You have implants, special oh, ears so like happy. me. Yeah. So she has her little buddy buddies at school, but yeah. she has one at home as well where Mike and I don't yeah. have a hearing yeah. loss. So we are a little bit different from Molly, but... You know, she has that connection to Bo, which is really, really cool. Oh yeah, God. that's a really special connection. That's yeah. so cool how they get, like, when they're old enough to start understanding their own identity. And yeah. I like that Child's Voice, like, helps them learn that. Like, that's yeah. part of the curriculum, like, to understand. Well, also, identity. I think Molly's in a very special position at Child's Voice because she has a teacher, Miss Anna, that has hearing loss and has, you know, external devices that Molly can relate to. Mm-hmm. She doesn't see many if any adults out in our everyday lives that had that mm-hmm. so she's able to connect to miss anna on a different level and i think and she's just a phenomenal role model to molly yeah, yeah. did we, you see that video of anna yeah, yeah. that is awesome we <laughs> sent it out put the it's link so on cool. the uh <laughs> the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah we know too. Awesome. i was thinking we should put it on her episode <laughs> oh it's yeah coming up in the show notes yeah. this will be like before this is out <laughs> We'll cut that part because it'll be confusing, but yeah, it looks really cool. Her asking me that yesterday was the first time she's ever, like, number one, said the term's hearing loss, but also Mm -hmm. identified that mom and dad don't have cochlear implants, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. Which is something we didn't think, I mean, you're going to get to that point eventually, right? Uh Uh, We just, you don't think about stuff like that if you're not not living through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I ran into her, um, Molly, at Child's Voice the other day, and this was before Bo had his implants activated and she was like Bo is getting and she like pointed to her and I cared what's the term you guys hearings. use? Turkey, his hearings. <laughs> Bo, yeah. Bo is getting his hearings like me. <laughs> she started that one. She started calling <laughs> calling them her hearings. Yeah. You know, it's gone anywhere from special ears to hearings to yeah. My implants. She has a lot of different names yeah. for them. We just kind of go with it. Yeah. Water ears, sparkle yeah. ears. Yeah. Sparkle ears. Yeah. Well, yeah, earrings, it's, the, it's funny. It sounds like earrings. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my earrings today. Yeah. <laughs> She's funny. Yeah. A cute kid. For yeah. Sure. She's getting, I see her every once in a while. I mean, she doesn't remember me, but she's so tall and grown up looking now. Yeah. Like, whenever I see her walking around, I'm kind of snooping on her. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, see what she's doing. <laughs> Get her as a baby. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's yeah. Little... Let's back up um, to before you learned that Molly had hearing loss. What was your experience with hearing loss prior to Molly's diagnosis? None. Uh, (laughs) I mean, to be very honest, I don't, we really don't know anyone in our close circle of friends or family that have a significant hearing loss. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we knew some people, grandparents age that had some hearing aids, but due to older age. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no one was not existing. What did you think that a kid with hearing loss would look like? Or did you have any Uh, thoughts? Different kids, sign language. Mm -hmm. Can't speak, I guess. Mm-hmm. I know I had seen cochlear implants, but I don't, now looking back, I remember I have, but never really connecting to it, probably what their full benefit is and what they actually do. Mm-hmm. But no, I would go with Mike on it, you know, just nonverbal, sign language, mm-hmm. 
you know, that would probably be it. I, I mean, I knew effectively nothing about the deaf community or, yeah. or hearing loss or... I'd never heard of a cochlear implant. I can't remember ever seeing one before. Now we see them everywhere because we're well, number one, we kind of roll in that circle, but two, you're at heightened awareness. We're like just like walking down the street, you're like, hey man. Yeah, I always yeah. notice when people, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so does our family too now. Yeah. yeah. You know, when, when Molly was first diagnosed, these stories would pop up all uh -huh. over the place. Like Mike's mom was going on an airplane and she noticed that the child in front of her had cochlear implants and she was so excited to come home and tell us about it. Mm -hmm. It not only changed our kind of world, it changed our families. Mm -hmm. And only for the better, you know, it just puts you into, you know, an extended community mm -hmm. right away, like it or not. And we love it. Yeah. yeah. When did they first tell you about cochlear implants as a possibility? Our first appointment, when she was fully diagnosed downtown at Lori's, mm -hmm. our audiologist, who is just wonderful, we absolutely adore her, she threw it out right away. This is a possibility. And you know, she's also the one right away that same appointment told us about Child's Voice. Yep. And that next couple days, I went online and reached out and made an appointment with Roland. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so right away we learned about cochlear implants, researching it. Mm -hmm. Right away we learned about Child's Voice, looking it up and even going a step further. And we went and took a tour. Mm -hmm. Molly hadn't even started like in-home services, hadn't yeah. even got an MRI, hadn't even looked at like cochlear implants. Yeah. And we were already there. Yeah, she was. So she was diagnosed fully at 31 days okay. old. So she was just real, real, real. Wow. The progression was kind of she, I guess, failed her hearing screening in the hospital as a newborn, mm -hmm. then failed again, then was still, I think, tracking a little light, nothing at all at the nothing pediatrician at, all. at like three, four days. Yep. Um, so we saw a local audiologist who did some, you know, further testing and screening, and then she was the one who was like, "You guys might want to." go up the ladder a bit as far as resources and care providers are concerned. So that's how we got hooked up downtown and here we are, yeah. It sounds like both of your personalities were like, let's learn everything we can like as soon as possible. Was that kind of both of your mentalities or did one of you process at like a different rate and then taking steps? I think emotionally we both processed it a little bit differently, but I think as far as wanting to know what this was going to look like for not only just us but more importantly for molly yeah we we're both fast moving so let's yeah. figure this out what is it yeah. what's this going to look like for molly where do we go next and what's the next five steps after that because yeah. we want to know i, I think yeah. when she was diagnosed and it's pretty it was a pretty emotional time for us but they do the diagnosis and then they go right into your option there look she's a candidate for cochlear implantation with unbelievable outcomes i mean regular hearing speech and at that point, I was like, all right, let's go. That, that, that was it. I mean, we could have left right at, right at that point. We, we were, that's the way we were going. Um, it's kind of a decision we made because um, hearing and speech are something we've certainly enjoyed through our lives. And if we had that option, we were going to for sure go after it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it also like fits your family makeup. Like, yeah. You guys can hear and talk. So it makes sense that you don't want your right. kids to be able to hear and talk. Yeah. So, was it overwhelming at all when you first learned about it? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like, what yeah. was the most overwhelming? <laughs> like, was it the surgery? Was it... I think the like, unknown. Yeah. Yeah, of course, we were researching or reading about it, but still unknown to us. We didn't experience... We've never experienced it, nor had any family or friends experienced it. So, I would say the unknown about it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember right after we went to the local audiologist, that was when it first said, like, Molly may have something profound here. Yeah, something significant. And I remember driving back and all of a sudden it hits you. We have this beautiful baby daughter. What if we never hear her speak or say I love you or she doesn't get to enjoy music, which has always been important for me, or like go to a father-daughter dance in full capacity, stuff like that. That yeah. just like, this is what, when you don't know, that's like, that's stuff that flies in your brain. And, and it, 
pretty pretty emotional time for like at that point yeah mm-hmm. so it sounds like the unknown was kind of what led you to figure out what was going to happen next mm-hmm. and then you went to child's voice and you saw tons of kids with yeah. cochlear implants <laughs> and did that kind of like ease you a little bit 100% seeing other you know we went to so many different classrooms and levels of classroom and these little children stand up and introduce themselves to you and I'm sitting there meeting a four or five or six year old and introducing themselves to me with their age and some of them had a better spoken language than my niece and nephews who have full hearing Mm -hmm. so I think that was just so eye-opening that wow I think, I mean, you said ease. I think it went from kind of like a grief period to a lot of hope and excitement about where this could go. You know, we were talking about earlier, like, you could read about swimming all day, but you can't swim unless you get in the water. Like, you could read about hearing loss, but once you see it and see the kids that are going through this and become part of this community, it's not the full effect, I don't think. And that's what mm-hmm. we got by when we visited that one time. Yeah. So then next you get involved in early intervention, you start doing therapies. Mm-hmm. eventually into the toddler class and then do you want to talk a little bit about that like the early intervention process or do you want to kind of jump ahead to where molly is now <laughs> either one is fine um i think, I, it's I think we should address it because it, it was a yeah. step one process and i think mm-hmm. i think for the listeners here mm-hmm. who may be going through it themselves the next step i guess is mm-hmm. rolling out all of their options knowing what you're dealing with it's not an overnight thing part of this road and it's long is, is patience jess we talk about that a lot it's just there's timelines that are in place and are kind of rigid and that's the way it is and I think right now we're at an exciting, fun stage because our kids are really exploring their new world and doing really, really well. But some of the earlier stages of the in-home therapy visits and maybe the early intervention is kind of the tedious where it's like we're doing Ling Sounds again. When yes. are we going to graduate from Ling Sounds? When no, am I going to Yeah, and you don't. And you don't. But you don't under, You forget about how important those early stages yeah. are because they're developing such a fundamental base for where my kids are at now. But at, there is at times uh-huh. when, you know, one individual would leave or another, Mike and I are looking at each other like, what is this doing? How is this making Molly Herbo better? I mean, earlier intervention, for those who don't know, maybe is it's usually it's it's in-home therapy. Mm-hmm. And we also had a early intervention class at Child's Voice, too. So Molly was getting, at that point, three hours of work per week, I guess, two, yeah. two hours of Child's Voice. Oh, actually, probably more than that, probably more like four or five. Yeah. Because she was going to two classes at Child's Voice and then one five, in-home. Six. One from us in home, and then she had another therapy. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's seven. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's a lot to fit into your schedule. It yeah. is. And you guys um, both work. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean... But this I'm sure sometimes when it's 5.30 in the morning in the winter and you guys are downtown and have to come to our house. Excuse me. Want to come to our house. Okay, we want to come. It's not, I know. You're really just, the drive. <laughs> it's, it's a commitment. But I mean, it's yeah. just like when, I think, I'd I like to think every parent understands it. it just, it's just like innate. Like you just do what you can for your kids. There's no questions asked here. Yeah. At least not in this house. But we also have been very fortunate enough yeah. that we have our parents who have mm-hmm. really stepped up and they take have or take our kids to the talk class at Child's Voice. Mm-hmm. And it's Monday and Wednesdays, 9.30 to noon. Of course, Mike and I help out as we can or when our parents are gone. But 99% of the time, yeah. it's the grandparents taking yeah. Molly and Bo to the talk class. Yeah, you know, we work full time. Mm-hmm. We can't do that as much as we know they need it. But we, we're very fortunate that our parents can help. Yeah, yeah. Rallying support from your family is 
It's key. You've got to be so helpful. Yeah. But also credit yourselves. I mean, you're sitting through therapy sessions in the afternoons mm-hmm. or waking up early and, not, you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah. With the kids, too. I mean, you mean a two-year-old could flip attitude at any second. Yeah. yeah. We all know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. think one of the like difficult parts of early intervention, you know, you were saying it's so tedious and what it is this mm-hmm. doing? You are laying the foundation yeah. for so much. It's hard to know when you haven't been through those later years, like what that looks like, but also like they're kids and you kind of just want them to be kids. And it's like, it's frustrating at times to see them kind of struggling through learning a new activity or a new task when, you know, other kids don't necessarily have to sit through that. Yeah. That, yeah. Has that thought kind we, of... I mean, we ask a lot of them by doing yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's probably not a hit on enough. I mean, these kids work extremely hard, all of them, you know. Um, but also laying down the foundation. I mean, turning around to, to present day and you see our four-year-old taking our two-year-old through ling exercises. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool to see. So. That's so cool. Yeah. So there's that. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, we are asking, going back to what you said, we are asking a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But in the end, this is only going to benefit them. They might not recognize it now, mm-hmm. but they will at one point. Yeah. And, and I liked what you guys said earlier about, like, patience. I can remember, like, how long it took Molly to get to those two-word utterances. Yeah. And, like, every week you guys be like, why isn't she saying these yet? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're so right. It's, like, laying, like, getting to that first step so now she can be talking in sentences. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess, like, the, <laughs> one of the most important things is you always have to trust the professionals, being you guys, the people at Child's Voice, the people at Lori's. You know, it's easy for me to get frustrated or discouraged because I'm not immediately seeing the progress I want to see. Mm-hmm. But you got to trust in the professionals; yeah. they're going to get you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, Dr. Don Violetto on an earlier podcast mentioned that too. Is like, I think a lot of people don't understand that you don't just throw a cochlear implant mm-hmm. and flip a switch and everything's great. We know how to hear. We know how to speak. Like, uh, just use the example. Of course, it doesn't know go bang on a drum because you don't know what a drum is or what it sounds like. It's just yeah. not. It's not an immediate. It's not a quick fix. You know, and it's it takes a long time. I think now. You know, Molly's doing great. I mean, her, her speech is so, so yeah. far advanced from where it was even six months ago that you could kind of see that coming through. But it's like any experience, you can't just like, you got to earn it. You can't just go buy it and yeah. be, be, in a good, be in a good spot that way. It'd be nice, but you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Looking back on Molly's early intervention experience and now Bo's, and I'm a little bit biased because I'm Bo's therapist, so I'm like searching <laughs> for answers here, but like what was helpful for you, for Molly, like not knowing what the future kind of looked like um, from your early intervention therapist? Like what were you kind of looking for? What helped you? feel more comfortable and at ease with like the process does anything stand out or were you just kind of like reminding yourself to, <laughs> to trust no, them <laughs> I, I think we just been through it before yeah we knew the process we knew what we were looking for uh, which made it at times i think less dramatic for lack of a better word around here yeah. is that we're like all right let's, we've seen this before <laughs> um what well, i don't know what you think yeah i mean i think we knew the process but we also knew what the potential outcome is mm-hmm. so it's right. like right all right, we got to bite the bullet. We're going to do this. Like you said, we're getting up early so we can have therapy sessions at seven in the morning, but we're going to do it because we see where Molly is today and we want Bo to be where Molly is at that age, if not better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so as a parent, you want to do everything you can for your kids. And in this situation, you just got to trust the process and go with the process. I think, I think too, usually the kids really enjoy it. They do. They, they do. And, and I use that in real time. This morning, it, it, uh, because of both surgery, et cetera, Jess hadn't been here in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, her car pulls up. Bo sees it through the window and sprints to the window and starts banging on it to like, get her to come in. Like, yeah. just, he, he likes it. It's Aww. fun. So yeah. that makes it... It makes it all 
Well, it makes it a good experience yeah. uh, for like across the board that way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, it is a lot of work for them, but we do try to keep it as like <laughs> fun and developmentally appropriate as possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, though, like it is structure being imposed on their day that wouldn't be on their day. Yeah, it would not be there so. otherwise. So it is like, yeah. I don't know, a commitment on all of your parts. Yeah. 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 Should we move on to talk about Bo's initial diagnosis? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Kind of like contrast that with Molly's. Yeah. Um, how was the process different? How did your feelings differ? I think a lot of the initial emotions were taken out of it. Not that we weren't emotional about it, but we were prepared for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike and I had conversations about what if this baby has hearing loss? And I think it was more of going the other way. It's what if this baby doesn't have hearing loss? Because that's what we were so used to. And so we were kind of prepared for that. And we had already talked to our audiologist about, hey, what happens if we fail the hearing screen? What do you want us to do? With Molly, they came in, they're... Don't worry about it. This happens a lot. We can retest. And then with Bo, you know, they start the same spiel. We're like, nope, don't worry. We got it. <laughs> I already text our audiologist. We're, we're good. Yeah. You know, so we, we were ready for it. You know, if, if he didn't, great. If he did, great. Yeah. Either way, it, we we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Anything for you? Yeah, I, it was interesting. Like, I remember being in the hospital when you were with Bo. Man, what if he or she does have hearing? Like that's because that's all we knew is two and a half years of, of hearing loss, and now we know almost five years of hearing loss, right? So, mm-hmm. with uh, with number three on the way here soon, it's kind of that's that's kind of stirring up again. Yeah, we're gonna go with uh, what yeah, we have. Gonna, yeah, whatever. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't change the perspective very much. I think our kids will be confused if the baby doesn't have hearing loss. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what? I, I, would just, I just had the same thought, but I think the thing is, like, our kids are so like socially ingrained with like their cousins. Uh, Dance, soccer, t- like there, there, there's kids all over the place that they that they the are with, with that aren't that don't have hearing loss, don't have external apparatus, etc. Or you know where they see that all day a child's voice. Like that's I, I don't know if it's going to be a big deal or not. We'll see. Yeah, that'll maybe, be next year's podcast at this time. Next Check it out. <laughs> Tune in. Stay tuned. Yeah, those of you listening at home. <laughs> I think with that like fear of unknown kind of being taken out of it, it makes sense that you're a little. Just sort of like we know what the next step is. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward. Bo just got activated. I know it's so it's super recent, but what are your kind of like thoughts now? He's just turned two. He has his implants. <coughs> I know for you guys, like what you shared with me is that you're just like excited for this next step because it took a little while for him to get there, right? Yeah. yeah. So Bo, yeah, that's the other thing we haven't mentioned yet. Bo's hearing loss was not as, was not as significant as Molly's. At, at the start. At the start, right? Which mm-hmm. it, it did uh, progressively get worse, but he was born with a moderate hearing loss. Mm-hmm. It was defined as a moderate hearing loss. So whereas Molly, we were talking about this from week four of her life, Bo took, you know, he didn't even get implanted until about 26 or 27 months old. So, um, there's that. Um, I, you know what's weird? I, I have such a bad memory for like the first couple of days of Molly getting activated. Because mm-hmm. it's been, I mean, just over 48 hours now. And I'm like, come on, Bo, like, what are we not? Like, <laughs> you want to go listen to some music or something? You know, so I'm, I'm as bad as the people that like don't understand at all, maybe. Yeah. I, don't know, yeah. I don't know. I think he's doing, you know, he's doing great. Um, I think it's different than Molly's because Molly was so much younger. And, you know, like we said, Bo's a little over two. So. We're comparing two different situations. Yeah. Where Bo in the at the start putting them on even every morning, he's a little scared initially 
You got to give them a minute to calm down, relax, you know, adjust to them. Where I don't remember that with Molly. Probably but not. She was so young. When yeah, she, she was them. one year and one day when she was first implanted. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think I'm just trying to trying to look back and remember one every kid is different, every scenario is different, and just trying to remember that and work with him as. And I need to go at his pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I will say though that he's already noticing when they fall off which yeah is, oh, and trying to put oh, them on okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean that's in two days after like that's that doesn't happen but I think it's often. he's it's in a unique situation that he's watched his sister do this for yeah, so long taking it on and putting it on yeah and he's he's an observant little guy <laughs> he really is he's devious and observant <laughs> that he's watched his sister for so many for so long work with hers and do what she needs to do with her ears I call them ears um <laughs> So I think it's only a natural thing for him. Oh, it fell off. I got to put him back in. Yeah. That, that is crazy, though. He made this. It yeah. fell off once in our session this morning. He made this adorable little surprised face and then turned his back to me. Like, put it put it on for me. Like, it yeah. fell off. Exit. And he even he tried to do it himself. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's amazing. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I know you guys are, like, kind of rearing to go with, with Bo. And now that he's got his, he's getting access to sound but he's really I mean he's really doing quite well so we just gotta remember go to his pace yeah <laughs> not Molly's pace not ours pace yeah. but Bo's pace yeah. that's a really good point to not compare children though I'm yeah. sure it's very hard yeah <laughs> yeah and like you said every kid is different even mm-hmm. within yeah. the same family and even if they had been implanted on the exact same day you know it, yeah. they both yeah. were implanted at a year mm-hmm. old like they're just different kids yeah so they're gonna progress differently yeah what about, uh, let's swing back to Molly maybe and talk about like her experience in school. So she's been in preschool at Child's Voice. How's that going? We kind of touched on it a little bit already, but like, how does that feel like from your end of things and early intervention, you're so involved, you're at every session. How does that like differ with school? Well, one, she loves it. Absolutely adores going to school. <laughs> she almost gets disappointed on the weekends when she has to stay home with us. Totally does. No, she absolutely does not. She Every day of the week asks what she's, what she's when, doing tomorrow. When's my bus coming? Yeah. Um, she didn't like the summer. She loves swimming in the summer, but she also didn't like the fact that she didn't go to school. So she loves it. It's kind of different because we've been so hands-on with Molly, with talk class and home intervention and this and that where she's becoming such a strong, independent little girl with the support and help of Child's Voice mm-hmm. that I'm I'm having a hard time like letting her go and do it. But also at the same time, it's so awesome to see her come home and tell me what she did that day. And we're studying for vocabulary tests on every Friday, and she <laughs> is not even five years old. Yeah. But she's doing great. She's becoming her own independent person. They're really teaching her to be her own self-advocate, and she's learning so much. What did she do this morning for the first time with her implants? So she recently changed from disposable batteries to rechargeable batteries. Mm -hmm. And she had the disposable batteries down, how to change them. Mm -hmm. She knew how to do it. She could do it on her own. Well, now with the rechargeable batteries, she really hadn't gotten the hang of it. It's only been like three days, and she did it today (laughs) for the first time on her own. And she was so proud of herself. Start to finish. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. Is these are things that school's teaching her. She has to do these things on her own. She yeah. has to know how to do this for when she is mainstream. And she knows that. Yeah. You know, she talks about it. And she was so excited to go tell her teachers today that she did it. So. <laughs> that's 
That's so cool to hear. Like, like I mean, in early intervention, the kids are so young. They obviously don't know what the goal is. But, mm-hmm. like, to know, like, she knows what she's working towards. Yeah. And is, like, motivated on her own. Yeah. Whereas, like, early intervention, it's all about your motivating kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, um, with bubbles and Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to get through every five minutes. Yeah, seriously. Please just sit with me a little yeah. longer. <laughs> And then in a few years, she's like, I'm going to the mainstream. And that's her motivation. Yeah. <laughs> Such a mature, oh, gosh. Um, a mature thing. It's really cool. Is there anything that you guys feel like we've missed? Thoughts that you want to share? I remember you guys saying something about, like, you had some weird, not omens, but something about, like, the, yeah. the house that you bought or yeah. something. Oh, so my God. You know yes. <laughs> So before Mike's we, conspiracy theory. No, no. I've never heard this before. before I might leave one experience out. Before we had kids, when we were looking at the at the house we live in, um, uh-huh. we noticed there was like weird like lights in some of the bedrooms. And we'd ask the realtor or somebody would do an inspection, like, "What's this all about?" And they're like, "Oh, the a previous owner, her sister, loss, or her, her sister came on. So this is in case you know the fire alarm goes off, doorbell rings, etc. These uh-huh. are going off. We're like, okay. Uh, sure enough, here we are. And then I think, and then I think beyond that, the, the the owners before that had a child with some level of hearing loss. Yeah. And yeah, like there's just like these little things the that are like. And then around hands. town, we've run into some interesting situations, but. It just, it was really funny. Mike's yeah. like, it's something in the paint. I'm like, no, it's not. Relax. <laughs> tell the, tell your future buyers. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. so you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yes. from there to now, <laughs> from not knowing anything about hearing loss to being really sort of ingrained in the community and having two really just wonderful little kiddos, how has like hearing loss changed you guys and your family? Challenges, Gosh. positives, good things, bad things. I mean, for our immediate family, it's pretty much framed it mm-hmm. at yeah. this point. I mean, that's your kids' lives become your own, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's the world we live in with that. Um, but we just really like being part of the, the child's voice community, if not the entire child's voice, the deaf community. Like, it's not tasking for us to get involved here. I mean, it's mm-hmm. we we really like it. And I think um, we see how much our kids like it, and how much they've grown. So that's. That's been a positive thing. I think a positive surprise too is like we've we've really worked hard. Actually, we haven't worked hard. We've just asked our family and friends to get involved, and they've done it. And they, you know, mm-hmm. you teach them stuff, and you see. Um, you know, Katie mentioned our parents taking our kids to the talk class, but we've had you know they go to graduation every year. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been out to the walk for hearing. They've been to the golf outing. We've had you know friends get involved, um, mm-hmm. which is just we're we're trying to spread the word and, and show them what we what kind of what we're all about, too. And it's the response has been awesome. I think some other unexpected positives, you know, we've kind of talked about this. There's so many milestones as a, as a parent of a typical hearing child that you look forward to and want your kids to meet and exceed and, you know, reach. But I think parents of children with hearing loss, we get additional milestones that we, we kind of get to see and meet and talk about. So I think it's, it's only been a positive for us. There's so many more opportunities that... I think we're experiencing that we never would have before. It's like truly an incredible perspective. Yeah, 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 I've never heard it like that. You know, my sister who has three boys, mm-hmm. you know, she's never been to an audiology appointment when her child's been activated to hear for the very first time. Yeah. You know, while some people take hearing for granted, 
you know, this is something that's very near and dear to our heart. So watching Bo get activated for the first time was just amazing. And he didn't have this huge grand reaction, mm -hmm. but just watching those little eyes perk up and look around the room. He was so scared. <laughs> so you're trying not to like draw more attention to it, but you know he's hearing it and he's searching for it, but he's so afraid. Mm -hmm. He had his head on my shoulder. He was so afraid to take it off my shoulder, but he heard it. Yeah. And that's that's something that's so unbelievable to witness and for it to be your own child even better that parents of children with typical hearing, they don't get that. And we do. Yeah, that's really cool. Like the gratitude of each yeah. little milestone. Yeah. Like all parents obviously get excited about their first word or like. Yeah. But there was a time with Molly, we didn't know if we would have that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we didn't know if she would hear us call her name. We didn't know if we would hear her say our names. Mm -hmm. Molly and Mike love music. These two watch concerts together nonstop. <laughs> um, but we, at that point, we didn't know if we would have that opportunity. And we do now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by just doing these little activities or having those activational appointments or mm -hmm. hearing Molly say her first word, which is a little bit different than maybe a typical hearing child, it, it's really, really great. You guys worked really hard for all of those milestones too. Like yeah. we say, you know, we work the kids really hard, but it's also you guys being so involved and willing to trust professionals, even <laughs> on days when you're like, ah, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so give yourselves credit because um, really like an hour a week with me or with Tatum doesn't compare at all to what you guys are doing with them every day. So. It's a team effort. I mean, really we have a, a support team of family, a support team of friends, a support team at Child's Voice support team of children's Lori, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a team effort. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we appreciate it and we, we don't take it for granted no. by any means. Mm -hmm. no. And we'll make sure our children know that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, it sounds like Molly is appreciative. She is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. He sat on my lap for a few minutes oh. today and then immediately it was like, and he was excited yeah. to see you. Yeah, yes. he was excited. I can remember Molly running to the window sometimes and see her from my car. Oh yeah, the neighborhood watched. <laughs> They'll both stand in the window like a little Yeah. <laughs> so maybe before we closed out, do we want to ask like maybe for advice? Do you guys have any advice for our other families? Anybody listening, or even professionals? Like whatever advice you want to lay out there for our listeners. For the other child's voice family specifically, I would say, and, and obviously being attached to the parent association. I'm a little biased, but do step out of your comfort zone as much as you can to get involved. Come out, go to the golf outing, go to the fall gala, go to graduation, go to the holiday program, because that's where you see the speeches given by the graduates is the most amazing thing you'll ever see. Forget about the fact that these kids who were born without, maybe born without hearing, had hearing loss, get up and give a speech. They also read it in front of like a couple hundred people that's at five to seven know. years old. It's I mean, I, I know... <laughs> I could count on two hands in a minute how many adults I know who can't do that. These yeah. kids get up and do that. So get involved, be present, um, and invite your friends and family. Get involved on social media. Retweet, hashtag, mm -hmm. like on the Instagram because that's what gets the word out. Um, listen to our podcast. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> and that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, we're, obviously we're leading the parade hard here because we're, we're part of the part of the community, but it really, Child's Voice is such a world-class organization and we want to do everything we can to support and get the word out and, and keep making it better because, the other thing you guys aren't is stagnant. I mean, you guys are moving forward at a pretty good clip, I feel like. so. But for the families that maybe are just starting this process, you know, don't just sit behind a computer and research it. You've got to experience it. You've got to live it. You've got to know it. Mm -hmm. So get involved. 
you know, go to the walk for hearings, meet some families. You know, there can be a great support system for you at Child's Voice or not at Child's Voice. It doesn't matter. You just got to make sure that you are experiencing this world with your children and expanding upon it as much as possible because you're never going to do that behind a computer just reading about cochlear implantation or in-home therapy. You really got to put yourself in the situation. That is very good advice. Yeah. And be patient. Patient. Yes. It's a long, I long road. A lot. <laughs> it is, but it's a rewarding road. It really is. Mm-hmm. To see our daughter come home every day so excited Tell us about that she went to Miss Tina, which is speech, and what they did there. <laughs> or we're talking about silos this week because we're talking about the farm and, oh and class. You know, all these great <laughs> clips and everything from school. It's, it's great. Okay, why don't we wrap up there after I learned that new word? Actually, <laughs> you know what that reminds me of is the day that we were teaching Molly, like, wood was. Do you remember that? I still remember. Yeah. She, like, got really interested into, like, what wood was because we were doing, like, a discrimination task. Yeah. So we went around the whole house. And we were like, this is not wood. This is wood. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Last no, week, I you guys have heard the story twice, but last week we, she was like looking at my car keys. We we're talking about cars and whatever. And she was like, do you have a garage? Something about what what button opens your garage or something. And I was like, I don't have a garage. And she goes, Miss Jessa, you need a garage. <laughs> I wish I had a garage. Yeah. <laughs> Tell my landlord I'll mark you down. We went to the city, Molly, and then don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Come shovel my sh- no. yeah. endless, endless cute Molly in those stories. But oh, we do have to cute. wrap up. Okay, yeah. Let's wrap up. Um, so thank you for being on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, why don't we um, go through our like, call to action and our social media things. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, listeners, we would love to hear your reactions from today's episode you can email us at podcast at childsvoice.org and you can find episode show notes and archived episodes at our Child's Voice website, childsvoice.org slash podcast. Um, yeah, so be sure to let us know your thoughts on the topic today. Um, also, if you're like a parent, um, was it helpful to hear another parent perspective? Um, what's your own perspective? What part of the process are you at? Um, and so, yeah, thank you for joining us for another episode of All Ears at Child's Voice. As we said earlier, this was our last episode of season one, and we will be going on a hiatus until February. Be sure to join us for season two. Next season, we will be talking about bilingualism and hearing loss, navigating the public education system and IEPs, other modes of communication, including sign language, and more. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jessica Brock SLP, and Tatum is at Tatum Fritz SLP. And if you're interested in learning more about Child's Voice, Child's Voice is on Facebook, as well as Twitter and Instagram with the handle at child's underscore voice, no apostrophe. We'll see you next time. Bye. And from our friends at Child's Voice. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for listening. listening.